Welcome to the Undercurrent Podcast. I'm your host, Liana Lumawig, life coach, surfer, and ex-corporate girl living in Bali. I've been in unfulfilling jobs and relationships that used to drain my energy and confidence to the point where I was miserable. If you can relate, this podcast is for you. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to stay stuck and settle for anything less than what makes you happy. You can choose how to work, love, and live on your terms. And this podcast will show you how. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Undercurrent Podcast. It's a you and me again today, and I'm really excited to get into this topic of how to stop caring about what other people think. I think that this is something that we all struggle with, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you my experience with it and how it impacts our lives and how to manage this experience in your life. So I'm going to start off with a little bit of a story. It was the day of my 25th birthday, and I was in the Gucci store in San Francisco, and I was slightly tipsy from a champagne brunch that I had. I know that I was having a really bougie day, right? 25 years is a big milestone. So I was in the store, and I spent almost an hour deciding what I wanted to gift myself for my, my birthday. And since I was making good money at the time, I was working in corporate, I decided I was just going to go big that day. And I had never spent that much on myself on a material thing before. So I'm searching around the store, talking with uh, one of the employees there, and I settled on a medium shoulder bag in the classic Ophidia GG print with the matching Continental wallet. Um, I'm exaggerating, but I know some of you listening know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) So they wrapped it up in its own little bag with tissue paper and then put it in a shopping bag. So I've got like a bag and a bag and a bag. And I'm walking outside of the store feeling like a million bucks after having spent a couple thousand. So anyway, it, it felt really empowering to buy myself something like this to be able to celebrate the quarter of a century life that I had been living so far. And I'd be lying if I said that the only reason why I made this purchase was just for myself and to celebrate my accomplishment of being 25 years old and being able to afford something like this. But really, why do we buy brand name purses and cars and watches and clothes? Is it to stay at home with them? Because there are lots of other products that have similar quality but cost so much less. Research shows that people buy luxury items like this not only for the sense of accomplishment, but also for a sense of belonging and to boost your self-esteem. We're not going to buy a Gucci purse and, you know, not be proud of wearing it out. So in this podcast, I'm going to share with you the psychology behind that, right? Why do we buy these things or why do we show up in this way? Why do we care about what other people think? How it affects us positively and negatively? And also how to manage this pattern in a way that supports your highest self. So I want you to think about a time where you felt nervous or anxious in front of people. Maybe it was when you walked into a party and you didn't know anyone there. Maybe it was during a meeting and you were afraid to raise your hand and speak up. 
or maybe it was when you were sitting right next to your crush and you wanted to say something, but you didn't because you were so nervous and you're now maybe even kicking yourself for it (laughs) still. (laughs) The reason why you felt nervous was because you were worried about what other people were going to think about you, if they'd approve of you or not. Why do we worry so much about what other people think to the point that it stops us from going for what we truly want? I'll tell you. It goes back thousands of years ago, back to our tribal days. You know, if you made mistakes back then that affected the well-being of your tribe, you'd be demoted from your place in the tribe or even kicked out, which was basically a death sentence. Because back then, our survival depended on our community. And I think it still does today, right? Emotionally, at least. You know, we still have that old programming in our brains today, which is why we're so worried about what other people think. Getting kicked out of our social circles, it's not necessarily a life and death situation, but our brains process these experiences as they are, as they're real, life and death. That's why breakups, getting fired from a job, or embarrassing yourself in public is so uncomfortable. And we avoid these situations as much as we can. It stirs up so much fear. Our flight or fight response kicks in. And sometimes we act irrationally. You know, we act irrationally when we face experiences that bring shame or embarrassment. Every single one of us has fears that are related to what other people think. It's just in our programming. Here are some common ones. Have a listen and see if any one of these sound familiar to you. One, the fear of rejection. So this is when you like someone, right? And you, instead of telling them how you feel or asking them out, you keep it to yourself. When I met my partner, Mario, he was my neighbor. <laughs> and as we were getting close, I told him that I didn't think that I was ready for a relationship. But after spending time with each other and going out and, and doing lots of things together, we started to get really close. And one day, after only a few weeks of knowing each other, he told me that he had feelings for me. And to be honest, I had the same. But he was afraid of being rejected. Because the last thing I said to him was that I wasn't ready for a relationship. But he listened to himself and what was true for him anyway, even if it was scary. And he risked being rejected by telling me how he really felt. But it was a good thing in this case, though, because now we're in a really happy relationship together. And maybe we wouldn't have been if he hadn't gotten over his fear of rejection. Some other fears that we have are fear of abandonment, loneliness, and not being good enough. Have you ever been in a romantic relationship where there were red flags everywhere? Maybe you were in a lot of conflict, constant conflict. Maybe you felt underappreciated or taken advantage of. Maybe you were even betrayed and you still stayed. When we try to avoid the fears of being abandoned by someone or the fear of being lonely or we don't think we deserve better, we sometimes allow ourselves to be mistreated and allow this type of behavior to happen in our relationships. And you know, 
you nor I don't deserve that, sis. Mm-mm. Other common fears that we have are the fear of speaking in public or the fear of being judged. Has this ever happened to you when you've got a great idea or insight to share at work, but you don't raise your hand because you're afraid of what other people are going to think or how they're going to judge you, or maybe that was a stupid idea. So you end up keeping that great idea to yourself. I've definitely been there. (laughs) And another fear is the fear of getting hurt. So I've also had this fear. And I'd sometimes keep my guard up or I'd end relationships prematurely because I was afraid of getting hurt. So instead of being vulnerable and exposing myself to the pain of potentially being hurt by a romantic partner, I would take control and end things early, or I'd pick fights because of this fear. It's super irrational, but that's, that's how our minds work sometimes. So what happens when we become too concerned about what other people think? Well, you keep yourself from reaching your potential by playing it safe and not sharing your real thoughts and ideas. Maybe you won't start that business or go for that promotion because you won't think you're good or qualified enough. You rob yourself of joy and happiness and success and other positive experiences by being worried about what other people might think. It also becomes a problem when you place more value on how other people are going to react versus being able to assess a situation for yourself. It's important to know how to make decisions from a strong sense of self instead of deferring to others on what they think they should do or what they think you should do. So we go into these people-pleasing behaviors, and I used to do this a lot, and I'm still recovering from it. I used to think that going with the flow of what everyone else wanted to do was the right thing. You know, it's something I learned from childhood and with Filipino and Asian culture that being a woman was to be selfless, nurturing, and giving to the point where we abandon ourselves. And when we abandoned ourselves and our needs, we might end up feeling resentful towards people we were trying to please anyway. So it's kind of pointless to try and please them, especially if we feel this way in the end. Now, you might be asking yourself, is it ever a good thing to care about what other people think? And my answer is yes, absolutely. I mean, it's in our programming after all. And here are the reasons why. Caring about what other people think helps with your social life. Ask yourself this question. What if you did whatever you wanted to do regardless of how it affected others? Like cut in front of the line at the grocery store, for example. Or we all know that one person who's speaking loudly on the phone at a restaurant or in a plane that's about to take off and is being inconsiderate of the people around him that are dining also, that are hanging out and around the same general area. I'll give you a surfing example. You know, when someone paddles out into the water and they go out there and they paddle for every single wave without considering anyone else in the lineup, they become labeled as someone who's selfish, someone who doesn't care about other people in the lineup, which makes other people more prone to drop in or not share waves with you. So if you're thinking about starting surfing, Make sure that you share waves with people because you'll have a much more positive experience when you do this. Another benefit of caring about what other people think is that it can help us learn and grow. 
getting positive feedback from others in our community or in our personal life is super helpful. Let's say you have a habit of interrupting people at home or at work and no one tells you, this could negatively be affecting your life. So it's helpful to receive that feedback. And if you're collaborating on a project, more ideas are better from a creativity and innovation perspective. So allowing more of these voices to be heard and caring about these ideas can be really beneficial for you in your business. Take Google, for instance. They value people's thoughts and ideas so much that they offer 20% of their paid work time to work on personal projects for all the employees. And that's how Gmail was born, by someone just tinkering around and creating an email application. And now we all use it. And another thing if you're a leader of a team, caring about what all your employees think and feel is important for employee rapport and morale, which are really important for success. So these are the benefits in caring about what other people think. How do we stop caring too much about what others think? Here are five ways. Number one, you can become more self-aware and develop a stronger sense of self. And you can do this through meditation. You can make decisions based on what you really want versus what you think others might want. Knowing your passions and strengths and values is also a good thing to know. And creating a mission statement for yourself. And these are two things that I cover in the group coaching program that I run called Pursuit on Point. You can recite positive affirmations. You can listen to your intuition and your body can tell you. So trusting your gut isn't actually as woo-woo as it sounds. There's a strong connection between your gut and your brain. And that's why your gut is sometimes nicknamed as your second brain. So if you're feeling a strong pull in your gut to do something or avoid doing something, it really does come from a wise place. Number two, be proactive about receiving constructive feedback. And don't be too attached to certain thoughts, ideas, and beliefs. Be open to criticism and don't take things too personally. You could also be proactive in receiving criticism. Brene Brown teaches something called the square squad. It's an exercise where you write down the names of people who fit in a one-by-one one square. It's small because it should only fit a small number of people on the list. And these people are people you trust, people you love. They're ones who don't need you to be anything else, anything other than your real authentic self. You can also find groups of like-minded people who share similar goals, like Pursuit on Point, my group coaching program, which I'll be opening up in the next couple of weeks. So this is a space where we together create ideas and take intentional action in a super supportive space. So if you feel like joining a group like this will help you elevate your life, you can go to lianalumawig.com slash waitlist to get on the waitlist for this program. Number three, respect your opinion. And understand that other people just think differently. We're not always going to be aligned with each other or see eye to eye on everything. People's experiences, culture, and upbringing shape the way they think and respond to the world. You know, when I was first transitioning to become a life coach, I was experiencing some imposter syndrome. I had all these doubts because I was new and afraid of what other people were going to think. So I didn't promote my Facebook page or my website too much. 
you know, I felt strange introducing myself as a life coach because back in 2014, when I first started, no one I knew personally was a coach. It was a fairly new role. And culturally, people didn't accept it as much as they do today. So when people would question me and ask if that was a real profession or not, it used to make me feel bad and I would question my abilities. And now I know that some people are still skeptical about the profession. You know, some parts of the world don't think coaching is necessary or receiving help in this way means that there's something wrong with you. And I get that. I know that it's okay for us to have different perspectives. It's not for them. But I know what I do has helped hundreds of people, and I'm fine when someone doesn't support what I do. They don't have to. It's not my job to change people's minds or get them to like what I do. Number four, remember that people are preoccupied with their own lives. Most of the time, people aren't really paying attention as much as you think they are. I hope you take this in a way that brings comfort, especially if you're feeling uncomfortable about putting yourself out there. Think about how much time you spend thinking about your day, your to-do list, what you've got on your calendar, what you're having for lunch. You're really not too concerned about, you know, what someone's doing over there. But there are people in your life, especially the ones who you would put in your square squad, who obviously care. But not everyone's going to be paying as much attention as you think they are. So start that new thing, post that video, or make that announcement. And number five, work on yourself. So if you're still self-conscious after all these steps, try finding ways to build your self-confidence. And you can listen to episode number 16, How to Improve Your Self-Confidence and Why It Matters, where I share some tips on how to build your self-confidence. Some other things that you can do are learn something new, educate yourself, start working on your project and take action, or find a new exercise routine. I hope that this episode inspires you to get out of your comfort zone and do something that you've been wanting to do, despite the fear of what others might think. I support you 100%. And if you'd like inspiration on what to do next, there's still time to take my free three-part mini training series, How to Get Clear on Your Purpose to Live a Fulfilling Life. In this training series, you'll get clarity, direction, and motivation towards living the life you really want to live. Each lesson comes with a workbook and actionable steps that you can take that are practical and in line with your purpose and your biggest goals. You can sign up at courses.lianalumawig.com. Thank you so much, friends. I hope you enjoy today's podcast topic, and I hope that you're inspired to do the thing that you want to do without the fear of what other people are going to think. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Undercurrent Podcast. If we're not yet connected on Instagram, give me a follow at Liana Lumawig and at The Undercurrent Podcast for more tips on how to design your life on your terms. Or if you'd like to reach out, visit lianalumawig.com or you can always DM me on Instagram at The Undercurrent Podcast. Take care, my friends, and see you next week.